Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more. Morena, Jason. I knew you were going to fucking say that. Oh. I was like, if this bitch doesn't say Morena, Jason, <laughs> I will be shocked. Good morning. I'm kind of getting a bit like... um Psychic. No, just a bit, yeah, well, that. But, like, oh, coming up with a new way to say, to, end, like, say hey at the beginning oh, of the episode. Oh, it's, getting, it's like, getting harder and harder and yeah. harder. Yeah. Guys, do you care how we introduce me every <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just, like. Is it something that you're, like, oh, Steph's really working hard. You could do any language. Oh, well, danke, yeah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from Berlin, Stephanie. Yeah. Um, um, hi. Hi. Cheers. Oh, I thought you were going to cheers. cheers. So this morning we are sponsored by coffee. Yeah. God's it's good drink. coffee. Yeah. Jesus's nectar. Why mm. wasn't Jesus drinking coffee or like turn the water to coffee? It was too hot. Would you swim in coffee? Temperature wise? That would be good for your skin. No, drying. Um, well, isn't it good? Like the, the, the. You, I, don't, I actually don't work at Supreme, so if you could tell me, Supreme worker, whether um, coffee is good for your skin. Yeah, we're actually people do take like the leftovers home and like have a little coffee scrub, like that brand, Frank. Whoa. Yeah, I don't do that though because it's too much mess. There's already tan everywhere in our shower. We don't need coffee grinds as well. Yeah, that is way too much. <laughs> this coffee's really good though. It is. Yeah. Someone has actually made the coffee for us. Mm-hmm. We are not alone. We are sitting in a gorgeous crochet sequin tartan feather pink gold books gorgeous suitcases (laughs) rhinestones (laughs) hands on the wall yeah holy shit it's actually shocking that our house doesn't look like this because this is what it looks like in my head okay so our house doesn't look like this because of you, not because of me. Yeah. You're living a minimalist lifestyle. Well, I just like things to, like, be put away. But I love this. This is... this. I feel at home. Same. Truly. It's really gorgeous. We've been, like, looking forward to this for a while. We always talk about our list that mm-hmm. we wrote when we first started the podcast. And our guest today is... That's on that list. Off. Cross off that list. And so, then written back down straight away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we always need a round two. So we're joined today by a Wellington icon. He's the winner of the first season of House of Drag, where he was the first trans man and drag king to compete on a drag reality show. Last year, Glitter Garden, a drag show for kids, was a hit at the Circa Theatre and introduced a new generation to the wonders of drag. 
We're excited to welcome to Kick Ons the man behind Hugo Girl, George Fowler. Hi. Hi. Oh my goodness. You have such a great radio voice. I really go into it. You then. do. Yeah. You get into character. It's beautiful. Yeah. I was <laughs> that like, is my theatre training. It's the only time I use it. Thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Yeah. You know what? It was worth it. I was like, who is this person? They sound great. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe I could get into like telephone work right yeah yeah Hello. what kind of telephone yeah work? like that kind yeah she yeah. used to work um for the press oh yeah i did yeah she's done cold calls yeah oh god i was fucking shit yeah. telemarketing it was bad. my second job telemarketing oh was bad my first job was as christchurch children's entertainment icon colin the kiwi are you aware of this Whoa. institution tell me more uh well it's just a big red kiwi but the suit's real small so they need a kid in it so i right. did that for a couple of summers that's did, a good job yeah i mean is that, wait it, is that child abuse yeah it was a lot of <laughs> <laughs> fine line eh? yeah it's, it's pretty heat strokey in there okay it's pretty fucked up but you know did colin the kiwi and the wizard ever interact no uh, but unless there was, you know, there have been many columns yeah. because you grow. You don't Are you all in anymore. like a little Facebook page where I you wish. like connect? <laughs> I wish. The wizard is such a, group. I one day, that's all I really want is to just to be wizard status in yeah. New Zealand history. Like, do you remember that weird transvestite in Wellington? He goes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what like, happened to that? Yeah, yeah what yeah, happened him. to that weird little dude? Yeah, that's what I want. Does the wizard still exist? No. Or did the earthquake what? kind of... The wizard. Didn't he... Well... They sent off. Ascend. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I don't... I wish... I think this is worth a Google This is a stage. deep dive. Yeah. 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 If you're what not from Christchurch, you have no idea what we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shame if you're not from Christchurch. Well, thank you for joining us. We have... So much. Oh, wait, we should cheers with you. Cheers. Yeah, this coffee is delicious. Yeah. It's extremely strong stovetop, and it's the only reason I can get anything done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, coffee. Thank you, coffee. So, you are a busy man. You have a lot on the go. At the moment, that statement is very correct. And yes. always, I feel like. Um, I'm trying to get better. Yeah. I just like making stuff. Yeah. So, I wind up being quite see. busy. Do you have a sewing machine here? Um, We do. It's currently broken. Great. Um, So, but most of what you see is. Hot Glue Nation is... Love it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big... Hot Glue is my favourite craft medium. Gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous. Um, but yes, many, many things get made in this very living room. Yeah. Yes. When did you start drag? Six and a half years ago. Gorgeous. In Wellington? In Wellington, yeah. Yeah. And it was a very different scene back then, and I was a very different performer. Mm. Um, but yeah. I just, I quit everything for it. I was just like, just so obsessed with it right from the get go. Cool. Who put you into drag? Yourself? Oh, me. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. This, <laughs> I was, it's all documented as well. Like my Instagram truly is a journey. If you've got two minutes to spare, scroll right down to the bottom oh. and you'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. But yeah, I mean, you just start out garbage and you learn. That's drag, man. Like, you, there's, I think it's why I'm so obsessed with it because there's so many skills to conquer. Like, you know, not only just the performing arts ones, but also like the event manager ones, the marketing ones. Mm. It's, yeah, it's more-ish because I'm like, what am I going to do this year? Maybe I should like, I'm going to do a stand-up comedy course. I'm going to I'm gonna go back to dance classes. I'm going to learn how to tap. 
Oh, okay. you know, like, so yeah. have you done that? No, no, because I haven't done any of that. <laughs> it's on the list. No, just taps specifically. Uh, yes, we've, yeah. we were talking before the microphone started <laughs> about musical theatre yeah. in Christchurch. Because yeah. we are people who... We hate, hate tap. tap. Really? We've got tap PTSD. Yeah, we do. Right. From doing it? Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Well, t- trying to do it, I would say. Cute. Yeah. I just learned where to put my feet so that it would look like I was making the sound, but I never made the sound. Interesting. I have yeah. been um, traveling around <laughs> with my tap shoes in the back of my car for, I want to say, five years. Why? Maybe five in hopes to like (laughs) sell them or like pass them on to someone who needs tap shoes and this year I was like I don't need those in my car anymore and I finally got rid of them well I think it was actually I intervened and was like are we throwing these away with everything else I was like don't let me my dreams (laughs) (laughs) I put so much of myself into this yeah no I did a couple couple of years but I'm not not good. I feel like you've got to be quite light on your feet, which is just something that I like to stomp when I dance, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's literally tap. That's what you're describing. <laughs> you're stomping when you dance. <laughs> oh, my God. You love tap. I brought you here today to let you know that I love tap yeah. and I've recently started classes. So. so you've got performing arts background too? I do, but actually not that much. So, like, I did... I, I did speech and drama all through school. So mm-hmm. talking, very much love it. Um, and then just like a few years of dance, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then did nothing, just like came to university, lost my mind, you know, classic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Great. Just like big gay crisis, learned how to drink, a decade passed, and then, uh, yeah, sort of discovered, just started getting my shit together and was like, started dressing like a man yeah it was just really was just like a gender identity crisis that got out of hand real quick yeah and now we are sitting in a sequin cocoon of a living room (laughs) like pretty much there you go there's my life story yeah was that good (laughs) did it take you 10 years to get from like uh, I don't know what what this is to oh my god I feel like myself and I'm so happy I yeah, I guess so. So, yeah. I mean, like, from starting to wear button-ups and being like, oh, shit, this feels good. What does this mean? What are the words for this? Um, and starting drag, that process was, like, immediate. Like, I was just hanging out with burlesque people, basically, and so it seemed like, it, in my brain, I was like, I'm developing a character. This is safe. Mm. This is fine. Um, so, like, sort of immediately put it on stage, and then that was six years ago. So Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, and now, I don't know, let's fill in the gaps for the, the fine people listening. <laughs> Turns out I, I am a transgender man. I was sorting some shit out. And, um, yeah, so I came out, oh, my God, two and a half, three-ish years ago. Yeah. And I've been on testosterone for like a year and a half. And two months ago I got top surgery. Yeah. Yes. How are you feeling? I'm good. you guys want to see my nipples? Yes, Absolutely. Please. Oh, they can't see it, but that's fine. They can see it on the internet. Great, yeah, Great totally. placement. So very good even. Nipples. Thank you so much. You know what? They're, they're Gucci. Is I that- got them. Gucci. Yeah. channel. Was the recovery insane? Um, Like, I'm only just now able to, like, do a full day of work. Mm. You know? Like, yeah. That's insane. And I can only, like, move my arms fully now. Yeah. Yeah. 
How can you describe like that feeling of like waking up and your tits are gone? I don't know. I was pretty stoned. Um, like the next yeah. day when you woke up. Yeah, again. yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah, just like I don't know. Like people are like, for example, people ask me like, do you get like phantom limb syndrome? And it's oh. like the opposite has been true my whole life. So I just woke up feeling normal. Yeah, mm, you know. Oh. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, yeah. it was like, oh, this is great. This, this is, is what I have seen in my head this whole time. Yes. Yeah. And it's super validating where people are like, oh, this is how I see you in my head. I'm like, oh my God, same. This yeah. is how I see Aww. me in my head too. That yeah. is amazing. How was the process of um, getting this done? Like, did you go through the public system? No. Okay. No, ma'am. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's safe. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it, I am just, you know, so I like complain about recovering and then I'm like, dude, I'm just so lucky to have been able to get this done because, the, the, I mean, things are changing really quickly. So my GP actually advised that I wait and not get it done privately um, because the laws are changing really quickly and the ability to get funding uh. is hopefully going to change really soon. Um, but... I heard when, like, this one surgeon um, called David Glasson who ever has done beautiful work uh, you know, <laughs> an artist truly um has was retiring and I managed oh. to get in I was like his last week of surgery is like almost his last surgery and wow. he's been doing it for decades and obviously like I was like you know what the timing is correct and just did this like risky financial but like ultimate self-love move of being like it's fucking time fuck it yeah yeah um, sometimes it is like that and just like huge decisions like that it is like every sign is telling me to just do this right now yeah. and like the rest will work out. Yeah. And it's your mental health first. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, a big part of me is like, anyway, we'll talk about burnout in the arts soon, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I was like, it's not the right time. Like it's not the right time to, and we'll need to be able to work. I can't take that kind of time off. And then I was like, yo, when's going to be the right time? Yeah. Because I think that sounds like bullshit. Like it's time to just like spend a summer in bed yeah and get it get it done yeah cool yeah well, that's amazing you look hot yeah so. oh my god thank you, you. i feel cute yeah. yay yeah. that's what it's all about so let's talk about your work that you could not possibly yeah. take any time off <laughs> what is it you uh run a production company as well as performing correct yeah so i when I so hang on cliff notes so I run something <laughs> called Hugo Girls Gigs yes. Hugo Girl and Co Limited um which is a cabaret company and we run drag and comedy and cabaret variety poetry yeah like big big mix of of shows we run over a hundred and thirty shows a year and I work with a really bomb team of queer women who get that shit done Sunday. uh yes but um yeah so I'm lucky enough that I work with really amazing people who take care of the cabaret side of things and I still perform and I host but over the last year so I made my theater debut last year and I'm making cool shit including a solo show about being a glittery femme trans man called The Wonder and a drag show for kids yeah called The Glitter Garden so cool yeah the Glitter Garden was received well by everyone except I don't I hate to say the Karens because I feel like it's awful but yeah there were a few Karens mm. who were like chatting online about bad shit yeah and, you know putting bad vibes out there yeah. how was that were you just like 
all good? Or did it affect you in any way? When it really hit, so like we'd been getting like the odd bit of online trolling, which our beautiful marketing team had been hiding from us basically. Right. You know, so we kind of knew it was happening, but they didn't let it was all gone before we could see it yeah, online, yeah. which was wonderful. Um, but the big thing was that I can't even remember his name, but then a new conservative conservative MP shared it. Yeah. Um, we did this little piece with a, oh, what's the name of it? But it's like a beautiful thing that TVNZ does. It's like a young journalist, like kid journalists go in and cover uh, stories on TV. Yeah. It's very, very cute. So we had this kid come in and be like, tell us about the show and it was like such a great experience but we wound up like putting her in like a little bit of fun drag and like performing for her and stuff and they found that video and shared it and was like child abuse and it's like lol no (laughs) um and so that really i know that really kid's like ah this is amazing i don't know man i'm just wearing a wig and having fun uh so yeah so that kicked shit off and we got like death threats and stuff but also we sold so many tickets mm. so like it was crack up when it first happened because it was like yeah it had the opposite effect yeah so yeah. like <laughs> and just so many more people were sharing being like yo thank you so much for telling us this exists yeah taking the nieces and nephews next week um but yeah then it got kind of dark because you realize that grown-ups are such dicks like how can grown-ups be so scared of like kids being i have no idea because the same thing happened with Erica and Coco Flash when they did like a kids tour last year and I think wasn't it my hometown where people were like honestly it's got to be internalized homophobia yeah yeah of some sort like this it's just transphobia as well there's Mm. no reason for it there's no reason for it and it's it's not even religious based a lot of it now definitely not it's just it's it's muddy, you know, yeah. like where those where those opinions come from is certainly muddy. So it's also a misunderstanding of what drag is. So like our um, musical director Maxwell Apsa, who's just magic, got really into it and was like getting into the comments and was like flipping people's opinions. It was quite magical to watch. Yeah, like there's screen grabs you can look at. Yeah. Of, there's a show in that. Yeah, of <laughs> just being like, hey, so this is what drag is, and they're like, oh, okay, I have no problem with that. Huh? Yeah, Yeah. so there's the last chapter of the story which is really really good so the new conservatives shared all of this shit and the next like within hours the new conservative instagram posted a picture of their logo with gone rainbow and a post being like we have consulted with our community and reassessed our beliefs and now we are would like to confirm our commitment to all New Zealanders and shit like that. And so everyone's like, what, what the fuck? And then pretty soon after that, like, a whole bunch of shit goes up being like, we've been hacked. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> was this all because of you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Were you the yeah. No, I don't know how to do, do that shit. What do you think the shit? password was just like? One, two, three, four. White, yeah. uh, white man, one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight for fuck? life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a, a number in there. Yeah. 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 So anyway, do, do you think Glitter Garden will happen again, or maybe Absolutely. like a little tour I spent, or something? Spent so long in that shit. Me yeah. and Lori Lay, we co-created it and spent like a year and a half just obsessing over making it. I'm in love with it. Getting it to circuit was like incredible. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're super lucky, super yeah. lucky, and that's um, that's because I was working with a professional, you know. So Lori Lay is like the head of the Vic Theatre Department and a super experienced playwright and show creator. So definitely her name was the our 
was the reason we were yeah. able to get into a theatre because cool. with her behind it, we were able to make something beautiful and polished. But yeah, so it was made to tour. Uh, we are desperate to take it yeah. everywhere. People um, who have power, book the show. Pay me money for art. <laughs> do you find you have to turn things down? What do you mean? Like, are you like fully booked and have to be like, uh yeah yeah so like we were just talking about festival season yeah. which you're right in the middle of city theater opens today um so yeah everything's overlapping so like within the space of a month of four weeks there's french festival city theater festival cuba Dupa, wellington pride auckland pride christchurch pride um yeah so this period of the year i really want to have some strong conversations with with festival yeah. organizations because it means that i'm frantically busy and it means that we're splitting our audiences and our like queer yeah. audiences can't attend everything i can't attend everything as, yeah. a, as a community member you know um so yeah but for example right so i need to be ready to take these big theater productions that we've made to tour at any time but i've made my living so far by performing three times a week mm. so i'm in this weird limbo at the moment where i'm still picking up gigs have found tentatively penciled in cover for literally everything so I can be ready to go. Whoa. It's very stressful. I don't like it. Yeah. No, I, I don't imagine. like it. And you're like, I'm exhausted and I, like, haven't even been able to perform yet. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Absolutely, yeah. And also I'm, like, not fit enough to do theatre yet. And we, yeah, anyway, it's it's a, it's a trepidatious time in my career. Yeah. Caught, yeah. Between, caught between my theatre career is not taken off. My cabaret one is not, I'm not sure what that'll look like yet. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Um, your solo show. Tell me about that. <laughs> it is, you can see the pink dress. Yeah, the, the pink dress is camp. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so camp. I feel the most beautiful. So it is, yeah, so it was a show about, um, again, made with Laurie Lay. Um, and the tagline is like, everybody deserves to feel beautiful. And yes. Ding. <laughs> Does that resonate? Yeah. <laughs> She's the boy in the pool. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's about, um, yeah, around this idea of gender euphoria. So that a lot of trans uh, stories don't have happy endings. Mm. And how do we tell a transgender story that's positive and joyful? Because ultimately my story of, like, figuring myself out is one of, like, absolute joy this yeah. is like the yeah. hardest thing that's ever happened to me but the best thing that's ever yeah. happened to me so how do we make a show that, about the hard the hard yakka of figuring yourself out mm. that doesn't leave my queer fano like devastated and sad when they leave like mm. yeah so it was just like full of color and joy and um comedy so cute yeah were you able to do a lot of the stuff um after being on House of Drag, did that open a lot of doors for you? Or were you, was this all happening anyway and House of Drag was just like, I could do that as well? <laughs> yeah, definitely the latter. <laughs> so, yeah, so that prize money went straight into my business account. And, yes. like, because um, it was a while ago. Like, yeah. I filmed it. God, I don't know how time works. Three. Because we watched what season is- two during... COVID yeah, last year, so it would have yeah. been the year before that. Yeah. 2019? Yeah. Eared? Maybe. Yeah. You're probably more on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, it was Yonks. It, yeah, so that prize money helped me run my business. Like, that was, I just 
it was it meant that we could do interesting stuff and and go bigger and harder um but it's my actually yeah so maybe it's a cause causality thing that made me able to work real hard at cabaret and getting good at that meant that I could start working in theater yeah cool mm. yeah but it's certainly not like it's very strange like I remember this the night that I got the call that I was on House of Drag was like literally five minutes before going on stage for a show called Mean Girls Drag Show mm-hmm. and so right. I remember being in this little pink suit on the street like and then just like running backstage and going to do the gig and the year after we did exactly the same show I was wearing the same yeah. outfit and I'd won and I was like I'm so stoked my life is exactly the same. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really cute. But, like, you know, I, I'm i not going to get – it's lo- it's a local reality show, yeah. you know. It's the Instagram followers makes my life real happy and makes promo a bit easier, but really life's the same. Yeah. yeah. Walking in as a drag king, did you feel – how did you feel walking in as a drag king? Because you were the only king there, right? There, and, and there were just all queens. And Eva, which is amazing. Yeah, pretty fucking wild. So I was very aware of that, of all of that, of that I was like the... It's a bit of a burden, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was all I was thinking about. It was like, I have to not, I I have to look good and I have to not fuck up so people don't make presumptions about the whole... King community. Yeah, (laughs) this whole huge category of art that I represent. Yeah. Yeah, I have to not fuck this up. And, yeah, I just had such low expectations because I'm like, I'm the wild card, I'm the risk. Like, I I made myself a goal. I was like, I'm going to last for four episodes. Mm -hmm. And, like, every day I was just like... Every day I wore my best outfit. So, like, I'm not sure if you noticed, but, like, the thing I won in is, like, falling apart. Like, I brought every costume I had, and every day I was like, great, we're just going to try and look my best because today's the day, going fucking home. Um, Yeah, I was just really aware that of how much of... There was a bit, right? Because I feel like I honestly don't even know if I'd seen a live a king perform live before mm. I saw you on TV. Yeah. Because we lived in Sydney and it was queens only yes, always. for sure. And I don't even think I'd seen you. So what did you, what did you register when you saw me? I got it. Like I immediately got it. Okay. I, I loved it because I feel like it's such like a, I don't know if gender fuck is the right term, but no, that's what sure. I felt like. And I was like, I love this because like, yeah. I like guys in skirts and all, you know, all that kind of stuff I just love. So I got it. And you could immediately tell that you had, like, you knew your shit and you were on the level. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, I was terrified that I wasn't going to be good enough to be there. And then I got there and I was like, oh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, like, like, all of my shit was rhinestoned. I wore, yeah. like, lashes and nails and heels every day because I was like, I need to prove to people that I'm doing drag. I need to be sparkly. Yeah. And, like, and, you know, also because I was already working full-time in performing arts, which is, like, a huge level up from many of the other people on the show. Yeah. Um, which I did not expect. I expected to be walking in with, basically, with, like, Keter yeah, and Anita, you know? Yeah. 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 And, you know, just be, like... I thought I was going to be fucked. And then I was like, oh, I know all these people for starters. Yeah. Like, I know every single one of these queens. Um, and, yeah. It's interesting that it wasn't a conversation on your season about qu- queens versus kings, but then on season two it felt like that was more of a 
conflict within the competitors, Absolutely. which I didn't really understand. Yeah. Like why that why it was a problem or yeah. What you, was it? Lola was the Yeah. Problem. I don't really remember the controversy about it, but I was fabricated. I love Lola. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, fabricated. Yeah. 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 Nah, but she did fully like body shove me in this one bit with the trying to grab fabric. Oh. And she just like, she was just, yeah. you know, she's just Lola. She's a bolshy fucking queen. And just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just like half knocked me over. And I was like, fuck, that was me. And then, yeah. <laughs> Right. Mean in the way where it's like actually mean, actually, not in like mean as bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually a bit rude, not like mean. Yeah. yeah, I was reading this article in the spinoff about um, drag race down under and how it will affect um, the drag the scene? drag scene or how it will uh, represent the drag scene in mm-hmm. New Zealand. And they it was quite interesting them being like drag race is not really set up to have a drag. It would be awesome if a drag king was on it, but it's not set up for a drag king to win and that I'd never really thought about that I'm just like let's let's well, still the fact that like I love Michelle thanks for listening Michelle um but <laughs> but like the fact that she was so against Joey J like I know oh, just because Joey J in this season isn't re- wasn't wearing wigs she's like kind of like a lesbian queen that's what she like calls herself and I was just like I don't get it. Like, why? I know they want to see versatility, but, like, if she doesn't want to wear wigs, that's who she is in her, like, gorgeous drag mind. Like, why does why is it a problem? I feel like when Michelle says versatility, what she means is actually always glamour. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And, she's, and versatility, it's like, show me top-tier glitzy shit is always yeah. what she means. Yeah. And maybe that, like, drag that she has in her head that she was partying with girls in, like, the 90s who looked like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like you went into House of Drag, like, knowing what the game was, Trying though. to impress myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I was like, I have such a huge disadvantage. Like, I have to play the game. Yeah. You know? I don't... I've In my brain, I felt like I didn't have the luxury of being my own brand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Was it a mental game? Like... Were there days when you were like, I can't do this? Absolutely. How yeah. did you flip the switch? Um, so, like, every... Because you don't get meaningful rest because you're always mm. around people. And so I... It was just stressful. Like, and obviously, like, there's mind games being played all round and cameras on you all the time. So it was just, like, it was just very... I was just stressed. Yeah. And to the point at which I was, I lost like five kgs over the course of the week. Whoa. Yeah. We had like a really nice assistant. I was like, dude, I just need some help, man. Like I'm not like able to eat. Just like, they just like shove carbs in front of you. So he wound up getting me like noodle soup and shit yeah. to try and like just shove some food into me. Um, Yeah. And so by the time I was like at the end and shit was getting like, that, and we weren't told that we were winning money. And then I saw, you know, my eyes just went 10K because, like, I was working in the arts and yeah. that money is crazy money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, I need to do this because then my went in there being like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, I'm just here to represent. And then I was like, holy fuck, that money would change my life. And, like, yeah. so episodes, like, f- the last three or four episodes, like, I was just like a shaky wreck. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. I would not recommend the process of reality TV. 
but <laughs> why would you say yeah. that? Yeah. Why I would say that to you specifically? <laughs> I don't know why I would do that. No, um, I've got your number. <laughs> you do, yeah. You I give see. me a call, Queen, when you need so it. Much. Yeah, I'll be like, I've lost five kilos. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so stressed out. I think everyone's out to get me, and I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. So for like weeks after, I would have nightmares that I'd like put on. I'd plan out my outfit and put it on, and then it would start falling off my body, like breaking, because obviously the your costume that you'd brought was like such a huge part of like. Each episode. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Do they have follow up? Because we talked to um, Lisa, who won the block. Um, oh, New Zealand, cute. And they had follow up. She was allowed to call the um, psychiatrist. Fully. I think it's for life. Well, is that true? Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, I definitely got a few sessions and it was really good. Okay, that's Yeah, nice. especially like, because um, like, obviously you're going to experience like more social media traffic than you're used to mm-hmm. directly after. And yeah, it was really good just to deal with that mm. um and yeah i just had big feelings of like unworthiness because i was like like imposter syndrome fuck yeah i was like are people are gonna like scream that this is rigged and shit like you know and she was really good at talking me through that so yeah they don't leave you to fend for yourself they <laughs> yeah. do give me seconds and a dark room for and six hey. weeks <laughs> <in your> marriage, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> free therapy is all we ev- yeah. everything we all want right yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> so good right um well, we're going to ask the question. Do you have a life of the party for us? Something that um, you think is absolutely incredible? Cool. In your life? Cool. Yes, I do. So I have a cat. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen I the know. cat yet. She's intentionally locked in the bedroom because oh. we're recording. But I can, I could let her out now. No, I'll just introduce you later. Yeah. She's the best. So I, yeah, she's 10 months old. I've had her for 10 months and it's like, changed my whole life because obviously I think I mentioned very briefly that I've had like some addiction issues and being able to be a grown-up enough to like look after a pet has like my heart's just grown yeah. 10 sizes I've like holy shit I fed her she got bigger oh she, we, we, I, like, <laughs> I help her be alive yeah wow. I was a decision to get a pet and like how did you just be like today's the day it was a... We're on the cast. Yeah. <gasps> oh, shit. I, I want one so bad. I want a cat or... I'd take a cat or a dog at this point. Great. Yeah. Like, I, preferably it would be a dog, but our house isn't big enough. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Cats are pretty job because they're really independent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like a friend of a friend who just had found a litter of strays, basically. Mm. And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, I think, need to take one. I think I need to take oh. one. Um... Yeah. Um, I was listening to an interview with Rose McGowan the other day. And her therapist, like, I'm sure it was her, prescribed a dog for her PTSD. And she was like, honestly, like, it has helped me so much. I was like, I want a trauma therapist to, like, just prescribe me a dog so that I have to get one. You have to go to the chemist to pick it up? (laughs) Yeah. Is there a tea dog in this prescription? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So cute. What's the cat's name? Elsie. Elsie. Elsie Lubin. And fully black, eh? No, no, no. She's, like, calico. So, like, just, like, motley orange 
white, brown. Gorgeous. Yeah, she's cute as shit. She's, yes, yeah, so she's silicate and so she's still, like, getting real hard zoomies and, yeah. Cute. But, I, yeah, like, she gets excited when I, like, wake up in the morning. She's like, oh, you're awake. Time to pet me. Oh. That's the best. That's yeah. the thing with cats. You, like, never know if they're going to be interested in you or not. So when yeah. they are, it's, like, you feel, so overwhelming. You feel so honest. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, there's, like, pictures of, because her favourite spot ever since she was a kitten was right like on my collarbone and she still sits there even though she can't fit anymore she's like huge um but having got so she wasn't allowed on my chest for like two months which was very confusing it's her favorite spot to sit um but now she is and like bare skin and cat fur and a flat chest is like (laughs) honestly worth every penny so emotional She looked after me. So gorgeous. Oh, my God. For future guests, this is life of the party shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about your cat. Honestly. I love talking about my cat. Like, yeah, it's my my Instagram is like half dragon, half the stupid fucking cat. I met this, um, well, this lady came into my work the other day and she's just getting a dog and she was... That dog is so cute. The puppy's so, so cute. And she was like, yeah, I've got it for my son. I'm just hoping I need I need my son and the dog to bond. I just like, I don't want to be the person for this dog. And I'm literally sitting there for 15 minutes with her while she's showing me pictures of this dog. I was like, bitch, I have never seen your son. I have seen this dog <laughs> for 15 full minutes. I think that you're its person. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, she's full of shit. Yeah, she is full of shit. I was like, yeah. good luck with that one, Joe. Yeah. I love that. And do you have a peek to serve for us? something that's just like you're not vibing with right now it's just like giving you a little bit of yeah man I didn't think about this one um I guess burnout we mentioned yeah burnout sucks burnout sucks in the arts um yeah so like because money is hard to come by gig economy sucks um yeah for young performers it's like a big big really important conversation to have is how to set boundaries Mm. how to say no how to manage your money, yeah, how to manage your stress levels, and yeah, I'm still fighting that battle. What about during lockdown? Like, how was that for you? I went fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, I made, I made a lot of weird shit. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw it, uh, some of your performances during lockdown. Yeah. So it, you were helpful to us. I went crazy oh, during lockdown yeah. too. Right. I brought some transvestitism into your yeah, life. Thank Absolutely. you so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so a little bit of drag, but digital drag. Oh, man, can that be it? Digital drag. Yeah. yeah. Digital drag, that's it. Okay, we figured it out. So digital drag is all of the work and none of the fun. Yeah. Because, like, the fun of drag is being able to, like, hang out with your friends and also experience the endorphins of people fucking clapping for you. Yeah. And so yeah. you got to get ready on your own and, like, Perform sweat for, for a camera for no benefit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty garbage. But I did get to do two very cool shows. So I got Landon Sider ran a um, Drag King, like, just handpicked, like, a dozen Drag Kings from around the world to do a digital show. Oh, um, amazing. From... The, that show? Dragula. Yeah, yeah, Dragula. Yeah. Wow. yeah, he won. So we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so, it must be so annoying for him because everyone's like, land inside of the first one. And then every interview has to be like, well, technically, no. Um, <laughs> You're like, yeah. keep saying my name. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So he's daddy. He's like, the if you want to look for excellence in the masculine performative arts, that is Land Insider. Yeah. So I got to perform with Land Insider, technically, even though it was over the internet. There were lots of, I, 
like I feel like the Wellington drag community was pumping out the stuff during lockdown. Yeah, that's all California. That was yeah. not me. So there's lots of other amazing drag producers, but yeah. California, like, you know, actually provided income for drag performers while I wasn't able to. Like, I don't have that yeah. technical prowess. Um, and, yeah, like... It was cool. There was, like, a POC, like, Performers of Colour digital showcase, which was incredible, and, yeah, it was... That's where we first saw um, Ginger... Ginger Velour, I want to say? Yeah. Bra- Braden. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The fucking, um, the beat, You Can't Stop the Beat. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So yeah. good. She's, like, a fucking meme lord. Like, yeah. she just... All of her shit is, like... You know, like a real niche idea, but like she's such a talented performer, so it's like a stupid idea, well executed. Yeah, that's yeah. my shit. Amazing, yeah, that made sense to me. It was so good. Should we say the mantra? Let's say it. Oh okay. Two thousand and one to two thousand and eight. There ain't a song that we hate. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's twenty thousand yeah. dollars, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. money well spent. Kind of make it yeah. different every time. Yeah. So this is our section where we get our lovely guests to add a song to our playlist because we believe 2001 to 2008 or thereabouts is just peak music and we want to go back okay i found one but uh it's 2000 that's fine will you accept we will okay okay so uh i would like to submit for the judges' considerations. Yes. Uh, bye bye bye. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. This yes. is a. There is not a drag king on the planet who does not know the choreography. <laughs> bye bye. It is a fucking classic. Um, yeah, it's a pop. I love it. I love it. Um, I actually famously did a lip sync to that song at high school with five friends. Beautiful. Yeah, we dressed up as a boy band and did a boy band mega mix. That's gay. So it's real gay. gay. It's your drag king. Yeah. My, it's my Moment. drag king. Debut. Is that the first time you were in drag? Um, oh, I did, maybe not, because I feel like during, like, drama shows, they'd be like, you should be a man yeah. in this, and I'd be like, I have huge boobs, but sure, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, not at all. Huge boobs on drag kings actually looks like you kind of wind up looking like barrel chested. Like a square, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a big square, yeah. Just draw pecs, but yeah. they're like... Yeah, yeah. Great um, guest on. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Or the beast. Um we saw your show at Gardens Magic last year. Mm. And I just had to say how freaking amazing it was. We mm-hmm. had the best time. Cute. The best time. When you're all dressed up as workmen, I feel like at one yes. point. So yeah. fun fact. So that is the group act that will not fucking die. Um so <laughs> yeah, so it's like a mechanics mashup. Yeah. We're all we're all doing songs about cars. Um but that is now, so there's the men, something called the Menagerie, which is mm-hmm. a long-standing variety show. I got my first stage spot at the Menagerie. I got my first hosting spot at the Menagerie. And the Menagerie is retiring. <gasps> this is their last show. So the Opera House, it's at the Opera House. Wow. In two weeks on the 13th. And we are doing that act, so the mechanics Great. number, but with 30 fucking drag kings. Whoa. Yeah, so it's like this is, <laughs> this is like the greatest thing I've ever made. Are they made. all from Wellington? Or yes. And it's even not cooler. even every act of Drag King. Some wow. of them couldn't do it. I love that. So from six years ago when I was fucking alone, like I was like definitely the only Drag King who was going to be in a given show, yeah. you know, to now being like able to be in a dressing room with 
It must just feel amazing. It gives me the warm fuzzies, man. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So, anyway, get your tickets to the Menagerie on February 13th. Yeah. Yeah, We will absolutely pop that out for you. Yeah, Yeah. totally. The the, the act is amazing. It is. It's so good. (laughs) Everyone was dancing in the crowd, and then our friend was so drunk, she, like, got up to dance and just fell straight forward flat on her face. Good memories. Yeah. You don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) It was so great. Well, thank you so much for coming to join us. Thank you for having me. This has been incredible. Everyone needs to follow you on Instagram at Hugo Girl with like heaps of R's. Just three R's, no I. No I. Yeah, you'll get pictures of my nipples and my cat. Yeah, which which are both great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And keep an eye out for Hugo's gigs around Wellington and the country. Yeah, they're cheap as shit. Yeah, and they're fucking good, and you should probably charge more. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's another half-hour conversation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's it from us live from the Glitter Garden. Yeah, legit. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.